0: Welcome to It's Your Community with Vanessa Denha, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.
1: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to It's Your Community. I'm Vanessa Denha Garmo here with Epiphany Communications Coaching and Consulting. And we're going to be talking with a guest who's been on several times before. And they have a new announcement. Livonia Westland has combined into one chamber. to talk with us about that, is the president and CEO of Dan West. Dan how, Dan, how are you today? Hi,
0: Vanessa. Thanks for having me back.
1: So this is a pretty big announcement. I I was uh, had the pleasure of being at the announcement uh, this past October in Westland. So tell us how this came to
0: be. Um, last summer, well, first of all, our um, we have a veteran staff. Um, you know, uh, myself, 17 years. Uh, 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 Dawn has 15 years, uh, Laura 12, Sherry now 5. And our board thinks we do really good work and they oh. would like to, and if the opportunity ever presented to expand your footprint, they said go for it. So last summer, uh, Westland had an opening at their chamber director, and that's when they made the initial pitch. And um, at first, uh, it wasn't received uh, at first, but we got a call back from them earlier this year and uh, kind of talking, well, can you help us paint a picture of what that would look like? So out of that, we got into a series of conversations, talking to business leaders. Uh, both mayors supported the concept. I talked to Livonia Public Schools in both towns. A lot of other regional organizations are in both towns. So I've talked to all those leaders, and they thought there would be a lot of benefit to combining these two cities. And so uh, in hammering it out, we figured out there's a way to do that. And if you look at the two cities, Vanessa, Neither of them has a downtown. They both have an industrial corridor. They both have sprawling business communities and a really good park system. There's a lot of synergies, and they share Livonia Public Schools. There's a lot of synergies going on right there, and it's just a matter of sharing the message. And we're aware of the sensitivities that uh, Westland or Livonia feel like they might lose their community. But honestly, collaborations where growth and opportunity can occur, and that's really the driving force behind this.
1: And they're similar in a lot of other ways, too, Dan. They're both very big cities. I mean, they're not on the smaller end. They have both have full-time mayors. You know, uh, Some cities don't have full-time mayors. They are cities, not, not townships, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? So there's a lot that kind of makes sense, and you both have pretty significant business communities. So can you tell us about that? Because you're really representing the business community here.
0: Well, you put, you know, you brought up the size of these cities. Livonia is the ninth largest city, and Westland is the tenth largest city in Michigan. You put us together, we're 180,000 residents, we're 6,800 businesses. Uh, we are represented by five state representatives, two state senators. We have three school districts within our area, and then two community colleges uh, with uh, Schoolcraft College and Wayne County Community College. There's so much opportunity to, to collaborate and have, uh, uh, you know, meaningful interactions to make uh, differences in the community and then definitely advance the business interests uh, of our respective communities. So that's really, uh, the numbers don't lie.
1: Yeah, and what does it mean to the membership today? Like, what? where are you at today with this, this merger?
0: Well, we're up to 1,200 members now, uh, mm-hmm. which puts us uh, the sixth largest a chamber by membership in the state of Michigan based on the initial research that uh, we've done. And uh, it really gives us a chance to provide bigger um, bigger events for our members, a collective membership, more networking opportunities. The thing about a chamber of commerce with us is that you're never going to be everything to everybody. You have the small independent person that goes to networking events, and they have a limited budget. And then you have the bigger companies like, uh, like a Trinity Health or an OHM who, you know, maybe doesn't go to all the events, but they want to have a high profile in that community. And our challenge is to find value for both of those members and our members and our, you know, our event and our focus for our members is to provide those opportunities for members in both towns.
1: You know, here in Intercommunity, Community, we promote collaboration a lot. Connect, communicate, collaborate with your community. And this is exactly what we're talking about. This is a perfect example of collaboration. And from your perspective, Uh, of being in this position, Dan, now you said 17 years. Can you speak to the importance of collaboration when it comes to
0: business? What um, the whole first step into collaborating and doing regional collaboration here in Western Wayne County started about 10 years ago when we were reached out uh, by some of our larger companies about, yeah, we love Livonia, but we also do business in the other towns. What can we do to effectively communicate and engage with more of our communities? That's what brought up the Western Wayne banquet 10 years ago. Yeah. We've done that every year since. And that is in, you know basically all the communities along I-275 and the people that wanna engage with the business and political leaders of that area. That's how that evolved. So there's an example of collaboration and just through that, you, you meet, you know, Vanessa, you and I have both gone to the Mackinac Policy Conference yeah. on Mackinac Island. Mm-hmm the bigger events and the more events that you have, the better chance you're gonna go meet new people that you're gonna get an idea from, you're gonna maybe get a business lead from, or you're gonna get a referral from. And it's just the more and more you do that, I think face-to-face interaction does more than the virtual space. Um, People tend to trust you and believe you more when you meet the person and see their face, see their body language, see their nonverbals as you're getting to talk to and know them. And we also encourage our members, just don't go to an event and make a hard sale. Get to know people, you know, what you're about. When you think about it, if you talk to anybody, they'll talk about their families, they'll talk about their challenges at work, challenges in their life. um, But that's what makes everyone real Mm -hmm. and connect on that level. And out of that, you'll get far more business leads than trying to hard sell somebody.
1: Of course. I mean, business is about building relationships. And Mm -hmm. like you mentioned, Dan, I've been going to the Mackinac Policy Conference since the time that I was a full-time reporter. You and I met Mm -hmm. as being reporters together. Uh, We actually met. Uh, at WJR, mm-hmm. you yeah, know, many, 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 many years ago, let's yeah. not age us. Let's not take get us. carried away. <laughs> yeah. Let's, we'll leave that alone. Yes, people. exactly. Yeah. But anyway, one of the things that um, I remember my news director telling me, Dick Hafner, who you know really well, he's, he told me, he goes, Vanessa, this is the place you're going to get all your sources for the year. So make sure you meet people, connect with them, get their business cards and follow up with them. And so I started making a habit, Dan, of writing notes while I'm still on the island I'll get stationary from the island and I'll thank people for meeting them. And I think it's ongoing. You don't just meet people once and they're like, oh, I want to do business with you. Like you said, it's over time when they get to know you and those follow
0: up connections are so important, too it's really simple trying to get a phone call back from somebody if you met that person in person you have a much much higher probability than returning your phone call returning your email as opposed to trying to cold call somebody and there, there's all kinds of math about how many times you need to meet somebody before you have a chance of doing business with them but I really honestly believe it's about building your network um you know I, I know your, your husband's in the heating and cooling business yeah I may not know anybody right now that needs that but in a couple of months somebody says oh yeah I got a problem with my furnace yeah then I'll say yeah you got a Call my friend here. Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, and yeah.
0: that's and that's really what building a network is. It's not people look at some. I need you to buy something for me now. No, you build the network and the relationship. Sure. And when you become a trusted commodity, then you'll get those referrals. And really, in putting Livonia and Wesleyan together, I believe there's a lot of. Uh, growth potential in Westland and I believe there's more opportunity for growth in Livonia. I think together, getting our bigger networks together, bigger events together, uh, and getting more people engaged with one another is going to be good for everybody involved.
1: So Dan, you mentioned earlier uh, the value that the Chamber brings to its membership and you have different memberships. You have like people like me, Mm -hmm. I have a small um, service industry, right? Mm -hmm. I have a small company. And then you have bigger companies like Alpha USA or big manufacturing, like OHM that you talked about what what, people listening who have never joined a chamber. Can you tell them in kind of like a value pitch, what is the value of joining a chamber?
0: First and foremost, your uh, community, your credibility locally goes up. There's been studies done that local consumers will value what um a, a, a company that's a member of their local chamber because it shows that they're committed, uh, they're invested in the community. It's proof that they are uh, trying to connect with the community, that they're trying to uh, be transparent. Mm-hmm. You know, usually companies that uh, maybe have a little bit more of a shady reputation try to hide behind the scenes a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If you join a chamber, you're putting yourself out there. So you know, when it comes to like insurance and financial planning and home construction and these types of industries, a lot of people will see if they're a member of the local chamber of commerce. Mm-hmm. So one, there's credibility. And then two, from our perspective, we are connectors. Mm-hmm. I view our fundamental thing as connecting people to people, places, and ideas. Mm-hmm. And so use your chamber, in um, any chamber. I mean, yeah, obviously, we're an advocate of what we do, but I support any chamber of commerce. You know, if you want to be involved in the community, join your chamber of commerce. Say, hey, introduce me to so-and-so, and introduce me to some people that you think would be a good match for me. Use that as a resource, because that's what chambers are ultimately there for.
1: You know, it's a great point you're making, too, because when I'm looking for a service, like you just said, I'll look to see if who's a member, because I'm a member of Livonia Chamber. I sit on the board. I Somebody just asked me if, if I knew somebody, and I said, hey, go call the Livonia Chamber. You're a member. Mm-hmm. See if there's somebody in that business uh, that is a chamber member, and and get a get a uh, proposal from them first, you know. Mm-hmm. And she found out there's, like, three people in, in the chamber that have what she needed. And I said, just get proposals from yeah, them, sure. you know. Um, that's a great way to say, Hey, I'm a fellow Livonia chamber member. I notice that you're in the chamber. I'm looking for this service. Can I get a proposal for you? Great example of continued networking. We're talking with Dan West, president and CEO of the Livonia Westland Chamber of Commerce. They have recently become one chamber. Um, Dan, I, I can't believe you've been here 17 years, but you have a background in media and journalism, how did that help you in the work that you're doing today? Because I, I truly believe our careers build on
0: each other. Well, you look at journalism, and um, when I was a newspaper reporter, I would identify an issue and do a story about it. Now I identify an issue and do a program about it. So really the, sk- the skills are very similar. There's a lot of uh, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, displaced journalists in the world that have gone on to do nonprofit work. Yeah. And if you look at it, it's sales, it's explaining the mission, it's connecting uh, benefit uh, uh, supporters and beneficiaries. That's what nonprofit works all about. So the basic skills you learn in journalism about hearing all sides of a story. Another thing I will say about, you know, the talk of field being balanced, we can't at a chamber, we cannot be partisan. Okay. Our particular chamber, I shouldn't say L chambers. There are some chambers that are partisan. We're not, we're a nonpartisan nonprofit organization. Really. It does us no good to pick a side. We have to work with whoever's in office. Sure. And so that I think I got that out of journalism too, because my job, my challenge is to be fair and honest to both sides of an issue. Yeah. So in my job, I need to be fair and honest, open-minded to all sides of the issue and chambers are positioned to be pragmatic leaders. So if you look at the cores of journalism, in the course of what we do here at the chamber, there's a lot of similarities to it.
1: Yeah, that's a really good point too. And I think in our experience, and a lot of what I've learned as a journalist translated in the work I do today, and we're both storytellers. Because you tell stories in the work that you do. You tell your member stories. Uh, you tell stories all the time in your newsletter. You write. You have a. You have different platforms. So, can you speak to that about the ways that you connect with people through storytelling on your platforms?
0: Well, the first and foremost starts with writing. Um, uh, we write. I write a newsletter column consistently. When an issue emerges, I'll go on LinkedIn and our media and our platforms to write about articles and stuff like that. I still love writing, and I love Mm -hmm. the communication process. So um, this job still enables that to me. We do Cityscape, which is a video platform that we do once a month. We feature a business or an event coming up that, uh, that will do a seven to ten minute thing on that. Um, you're, you're gracious in uh, providing us the opportunity to speak on radio programs mm-hmm. such as this. Um, but it's just a matter, you're right, storytelling is it. Tell the story about our members, our community, uh, what the chamber's doing, what our events are about, why we believe our events are of value to people. And, and we, going back to what I said earlier, we're not everything to everybody. We hope to offer something to everybody. We will say, hey, I think this event's a good fit for you. This one isn't. And we truly try to customize and guide our members to provide them with that because we want them, if they're happy with interactions they have, they're going to renew their dues. We're not a government entity. And I think a lot of people get that mixed up. Chambers of commerce are nonprofit organizations. We have to earn all our money through dues, through sponsorships, through advertising, um, through maybe scholarship donations for our scholarship program. We, we get no government money. We get no taxes. Nobody has to pay their chamber dues. We have to provide value for that. And going back to the communication angle, that's our challenge is how do we do our elevator speech? How do we provide value? or introduce value to people in 10 to 15 seconds. So that's really what you yeah. have for an elevator speech. Yeah. And I tell people that, oh, what's an elevator speech? And I go, what do you do in like 10 to 15 seconds? Because yeah. after 10 seconds or so, people start to check out if you don't yeah. grab them. And that's where the communication skill, I think, is so important.
1: So latest research shows that the human mind actually has less of a attention span than a goldfish. Our attention span went from 15 seconds to, eight, uh, to seven seconds. Oh, and the goldfish is eight seconds. And that came from the advent of smartphones, our technology, just so. so I tell my clients all the time, you better make that value statement, quote-unquote, the elevator pitch tighter and tighter because yeah. people's attention spans are less and less.
0: Well, we have the best uh, ca- uh, test case for the fact we both have 16-year-old daughters. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> and you just see them scrolling,
0: and they like, and I have no idea what yeah. they read, what they liked, yeah, but exactly. yeah, I see yeah. where that um, that got developed.
1: Yeah, effect, affecting our nervous system. You know, you're right, uh, Dan. You know, Everything that we <clears> do, <throat> you make a really good point earlier. You're solving a problem. You're bringing mm-hmm. value because you're solving a problem. For people, mm-hmm. and you talked about this, mer- you know, this merging of the Livonia Westland Chamber. You mentioned the Western Wayne Conference ten years ago. That is a huge form of collaboration. Mm -hmm. And you collaborate with other chambers. You know, you see the value of collaborating with Novi or the Chaldean Chamber or other chambers. Uh, Tell us about that, too. Why you do that?
0: There's about four or five networking events we do with neighboring chambers all the time. Farmington, Novi, Plymouth, Canton, Northville, uh, the Chaldean Chamber, the Asian Pacific American Chamber of Commerce. Before we merged with Westland, we were doing stuff with Westland. Mm -hmm. Um, If you look at the collaboration that we have with the Western Wayne Business Leadership banquet. It includes also Inkster. It includes the Southern Wayne regional chamber, um, Belleville, Romulus, all that as well. And, um, in the end, we all need to support each other because we're all trying to give our members a chance to meet new people, chances to have new leads, chances to grow their networks for their businesses. Mm. And so, you know, obviously we like what we have within our own community, but it's always good to go out and branch out and meet other people. One of the more popular events we do is um, we do a summertime event every year with Plymouth and Northville and we get 150, 200 people come to that every year. And so they know they're going to meet some really good people, new people, some familiar faces. And that's the balance, too. I think your ideal networking event has some familiar faces because it's not easy to go into a room full of strangers for any human being. No. Okay, some people rock it out really well, but it's still not the easiest thing to do. So if you go in and see a couple familiar faces and then you work your way into meeting some new people, that makes the uh, process of networking a little bit more comfortable.
1: That's a really good point. We're talking with Dan West here. Uh, today on it's your community the president and ceo of the livonia westland chamber of commerce and we're talking about connecting collaborating and communicating with your local community and uh you know dan you make a really good point too you know there's so many opportunities and it's not a one-size-fits-all all you got to figure out mm-hmm. what works for you we also have challenges as we know it's no secret that gas prices are up food prices are up the economy is not that great uh, looks like you know we be, a lot of people believe we're already in a recession, if not headed into one. How does that play a role in the work that you do as a chamber when we're faced with challenges that you can't do anything about? You can't control the economy or
0: yeah. And that, that's a that's a really good question, Vanessa, because I learned a lot about this during the COVID mm-hmm. period of time. Like right now with the UAW strike, yeah, ongoing. Assuming it's still uh, ongoing when we're uh, when this comes to air, but for a lot of auto suppliers there cutting back costs, cutting overtime, laying off people, um, they don't know what the future is going to be. And then they're cutting back on their community support to things cause they don't know what the finances are going to be. They've already lost business with some of these bigger plants. It mm-hmm. hurts the supply chain down the line for our suppliers in Livonia and Westland. So you're dealing with that. But also during COVID, realizing that a Chamber of Commerce can't change state and federal orders. Yeah. but. You go in there and just listen to them, let them vent,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, let them know that you understand, you understand the challenges of businesses. People got payrolls. people need workers. Probably as much as the COVID shutdowns of the restaurants, which were, you know, a really tough time for those restaurants in the aftermath, they had nobody wanna to come to work for them. Yeah. So even they, you know, they had to cut. So you had the, the COVID shutdowns and then restaurants, when they were allowed to reopen, didn't have workers. So they're cut. they're closing on Mondays and Tuesdays now. When they yeah. were typically open seven days a week, yeah. Because they don't have workers to come in, and they don't want to burn out their cooks. Yeah. They don't want to burn out their workers. So it was just really a prolonged period of time that businesses had a tough time. So, what you do is you go and you listen and you ask how they're doing. And you know, like in a lot of time in life, you just need that friend that you can vent to, right? Yeah. yeah. And that's what I what we tried to do. Yeah. Us and our whole staff with people. Just give them a chance to vent and, you know, let them know that we understand what they're dealing with.
1: You know, and that's really a sign of leadership. And uh, the speaker at the Western Wayne Conference, one of the quotes I pulled from him because I I always listen for really good quotes. I actually quoted you in my newsletter the other day. You have to go on a listening tour as leaders we have Mm -hmm. to listen sometimes people just want to be listened to right and they want to know that you understand and you care and you're you're trying to help them in the best way you can so i think that's another thing that i've learned from being a chamber member is that you kind of listen to the needs of Mm -hmm. people speaking of not having employees i got this from one of your members the other day when i was at the breakfast round table that you guys Mm -hmm. hosted uh with my former boss bob ficano and um a talented uh writer from the detroit news Uh, Caitlin, um, boss, yeah, yeah, uh, she's great, and um, is he said, I was talking to him about he he owns a bunch of Jimmy Johns, and he and I said, What are the challenges you face? He goes, Employees, he goes. You just got to go in there sometimes you forget what it what it means to be an entrepreneur he goes i'm making sandwiches i'm taking orders you know even though he owns i don't know how you probably know better than like, I like he's like
0: four dozen yeah in, uh, in restaurants uh, so he has, well, yeah. yeah
1: he owns four <clears throat> dozen restaurants so you think he's going to take the bigger yeah. picture which he's trying to run but he's in there doing the work
0: I mean, it, it, you know, yeah, it sounds uh, sexy and exciting to be an entrepreneur, but yeah. there's a lot of grit involved to it, yeah. too. Yeah. And a lot of people like that because at the end of the day, if the workers don't show up, um, going back to the restaurant thing, when the cooks don't show up or the waitresses, you'll see the owner, you know the okay. the older gentleman that runs the place out there taking orders busting tables yeah. cooking and all that stuff yeah. and you, 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 you know because if a customer comes in they don't get served they're not coming back yeah you know and yeah. that's the pressure that they're under it's not yeah. ideal but they uh but they grind it out yeah
1: it's tough being an entrepreneur and that's one of the things that you i think dan you do get um with being a member is that you could Uh, get ideas from other entrepreneurs. You may not be in the same industry, but you can share ideas, you know, because some of the challenges are the same regardless of what business you're running.
0: I went to a workshop several years ago and it stood out to me. You can always learn something from another industry. Sometimes we get so caught up in the micro focus of our day-to-day work uh-huh. and you got to sit back and kind of look at the whole operation once in a while it's hard to do when you're so entrenched in what your everyday operation is yeah. so it's good to see what a bank does what a manufacturing facility does what a uh, um you know a, you know a, retail, a shipping a retailer a, retail. a, a shipping operation yeah. what have you to see what they do and look at you know, the nuts and bolts of their job and maybe how that could be translated into doing the better parts of the nuts and bolts of your job. And there's always something to be good for that, but I think it's more important. I was, learned, I was told a long time ago by a guy that ran Henri's Bakery, he said, you got to stretch your mind. You can't, you always got to be hearing other ideas, hearing, uh, reading other output, getting, hearing what other people do. That's what, that's what's great about entrepreneurs. They're, they tend to be very positive, upbeat people, but they're also very curious. They're hearing say, what's working for you? What's working for yeah. you? And they try to uh, interact that into what they do in their everyday jobs. And I think we can all learn from an entrepreneur in that regard.
1: Yeah. What I have to say with that uh, line of thinking too, Dan, what has served me well moving into my own business and being a reporter reporter is I can ask, I know how to ask questions and I know how to ask the right questions. You're trained that as a reporter, exactly. right? You know? Well and I mean
0: going back to, you know, when people are having a tough time, you know, hey, what's keeping you up at night? Yeah. These are by the way, if you ever go to a networking event, here are great questions. What's keeping you up at night? Uh, uh, tell me uh, you know, how the customer's been with you lately, how's your workforce been. These are all things that everybody at a business networking event will probably have some input in. Yeah. And we also, another point you brought up earlier about listening, it's the ultimate validation when you're listening. Every one of us is looking for messages that we matter. And by listening and regurgitating and repeating what they said to affirm that you listen to what they said, that is telling them that they matter. That act alone, will get you referrals. Yeah, And I'm not saying to do this as an act, genuine act of listening and engaging will go a long way. And actually that may open the door for you. You could be the most talented uh, repair guy, salesperson, uh, shipper, restaurant owner, what have you. But you gotta open the door with that basic human interaction. And that's Mm -hmm. what's so key, I think. And this is what we try to advocate for through Chamber.
1: That's a great point. And Dan, I'm gonna add one of those questions that I use, and it's one of my favorites Mm -hmm. is, Tell me one of your best success stories this year. What really went well for you this year? What what challenges did you face that you overcame that you were surprised by the outcome? You know what I mean? Like, tell me that really good success story. I love that.
0: And you probably get a smile every time you ask that a question, do, too. I do, I do. Because
1: people are like, they want to share that. Like, you're they want to talk about what they're doing. What I went through this year mm-hmm. and how we overcame it, I'm going to tell you how we did it. They love sharing that story. And speaking of your presentation, too, I have to say this, not just because he's my husband. I truly and you know him, so I could mm-hmm. I you would relate to this. I really believe that one of the reasons he gets so many referrals is because he smiles all the time he's just always in a good mood and like people want to do business who make them feel good you know what i mean that are not walking in doom and gloom the world's coming to an end
0: and i think it's the interpersonal again stuff that you don't see on the phone or really in yeah. a uh, in a virtual conversation or video conversation the smile the nonverbals. it's inviting it's welcoming and you want to talk to that person you want to hear more what they have to say I mentioned our 16 year olds earlier it's something i hope the younger generation <laughs> yeah. choose to value because they're so attached I think the last several years made it even more attached to their devices. But honestly, they got to open up their heart and soul and mind and really connect with people because that'll serve them well no matter what they do for work.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. We're talking with Dan West here today, president and CEO of the Livonia Westland Chamber of Commerce. They recently emerged into one chamber. Uh, Dan, a couple of minutes left with you here on it's community. What are you looking at for 2024? Just kind of give us an overview. Do you have any plans for 2024?
0: for um among some of the things we're doing we're hoping to bring uh governor whitmer in for an event early part of the year at a westland venue uh to really um you know bring a a really higher profile event to westland that's one thing um we formed what's called the community leaders forum where we're going to try to get the city councils, mayors, school boards, and our chamber board meeting at least twice a year. Again, collaborate to brainstorm. Vanessa, when we did the event a couple weeks ago at the uh, farmer's market pavilion at Central City Park yeah. in Westland, there were people from Livonia didn't see it. There were people from Westland that have not seen that. And people don't realize what resources are available in both towns. Mm-hmm. So uh, just the act of both mayors seeing what they had in park spaces in Westland, there's value to that. Mm -hmm. And I just think getting people to realize, and also through this, they discuss these other challenges, but they also realize, hey, we're not alone in these challenges, like any business person. So we're trying to have the collaborative, connecting uh, conversations Uh, networking conversations between our cities. And I think uh, maybe down the line, the chamber may not be the only thing that benefits from the two towns working together. I'm sure there's other initiatives down the line. So programming that supports that, we might get in a conversation about AI, about uh, the different generations and how you manage them, um, how to network effectively. um, And also we talked about maybe uh, bringing on an entrepreneur's panel like we've done before. These are some of the ideas we're looking on for next year, but now we have a bigger base in more venues and uh, hopefully more people come in and talk about these things
1: you know it's so funny that you mentioned the pavilion in westland because i had a client that i brought with me that recently became a member Mm -hmm. of the chamber and he said the first thing he said to me was wow this is a great space can we rent it out for an event and i was like yeah we could follow up and he Mm -hmm. goes this is a great space i'd love to do something here and he had never seen it before so that's a really good good point dan west any last words from you before we let you go
0: no, we're really looking forward uh, to uh, this collaboration uh, with the two chambers and realizing across the state, there have been other chambers. And I just think um, what has happened over the last couple of years, you might see other uh, chamber uh, mergers happening in the near future. But I think the key is don't get caught up in being provincial. Realize there's more opportunity, more people, more networking, more businesses, more ideas to be shared.
1: Great, Dan West, president and CEO of Livonia Westland Chamber of Commerce here with us on It's Your Community. If you have any uh, questions or comments or topics you want me to cover, you can get to me, Vanessa Denha Garmo, on any of my social media platforms or you can go to epiphanycommunications.com and you can message me right there from my website. As always, we remind you, our listeners, to connect, communicate, and to collaborate with your community. We'll catch you next time right here on It's Your Community.
0: It's Your Community, a public affairs presentation of News Talk 760 WJR.